1: Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains, uh, the greatest nation on the face of the planet the greatest success story the world has ever known and that is America I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us here on the C.L. Bryant show I am C.L. Bryant and I want to thank our flagship station Red State, the number one talk station and venue in the nation for inviting us into their family as well as all who replay the show in uh, across the Fruited Plains and Loving Liberty, our friends Loving Liberty, I want to thank you for having us in your family as well. Hey, download free VCL Bryant Show app if you don't get both hours of the show and listen to it on your favorite device. If you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not And the Red State Talk billboard is right there above Ripley's, a half block from where they're going to drop the big ball here in about four months. And I look forward to you, uh, of course, seeing my face pop up on that billboard every hour, 24-7. Well, we had on with us about two months ago now. Someone that you received incredibly well. Her name is Linda Lee Tarver, and uh, she is Dr. Linda Lee Tarver, Republican leader in her home state of Michigan and um, the uh, national GOP and as well. And she has now been elected. Uh, this past weekend to the NRFW National Executive Board. That's the National Republican Federation of uh, National Federation of Republican Republican Federation of Women. But uh, I certainly want to welcome her back. She is the author of uh, the book. It should be wildly popular. Died in the Wool. Help me welcome back to the CL Bryant Show. Linda Lee Tarver how are you doc
2: I am doing great sir
1: how are you I'm doing fantastically well my friend and folks I have to tell you I've known Linda for years now and uh, she has always been out front out front with everything that she does congratulations to your new uh, executive board appointment
2: Thank you so much. It's been a complete honor. The National Federation of Republican Women is a nationally federated and there are 48 states included in that. And I happen to be currently the state president for Michigan, Republican Women's Federation of Michigan. So going to the national level will allow me to do the work that needs to be done at the national level and support our new president and support the women across the nation.
1: Absolutely, Linda. And when we look at the rise of uh, w- women in politics, American women in politics, both sides of the aisle, by the way, Democrats and Republican, give us your uh, vision and your forecast for Republican women. And where will that strength uh, to run? You, you know, as well as anyone, that it takes a certain inner strength to run for public office. Talk to us about that.
2: So the. National Federation of Republican Women want to, it's built on the mission. It's 80 years old, but it's built on the mission of encouraging women to run for public office. And women need a specific invite to run. It's not like men who will wake up one day and decide, I want to be president or I want to be county commissioner or run a run for mayor or Congress. Women need to know Because they make deliberate decisions, and they're the decision makers, honestly, and caretakers for the family. So they don't do anything based on flattery alone. But they do things based on, can I afford it? Do I have the time? How will it affect my family? And so those answers need to be made uh, to this woman, that we will support you financially. We'll support your campaign. We have your back. We will give you the tools necessary. We will inform you and educate you on how to run for office and be an effective um, uh, candidate. And we will support you while you're in office. And so those are some of the, the wraparounds that we have as far as Republican women. And we're building that so that we can encourage women to start with appointments on boards and start with township supervisors or city council or even nonpartisan seats or uh, and then work their way up to state rep, or or even nationally to support the Republican women. We want to also educate on our party platform, and so we've been going around talking about the Republican platform versus the Democrat platform, and that is helpful in understanding and defending why you are engaged in a political party and why you're not. Recently, the DNC just passed a proposal or proposition at their their dnc committee meeting in august end of august embracing satanism and embracing um those non-believers because they believe that uh, satanists and non-believers more align with their party platform than evangelicals and that you can just look it up democrat national committee and Satanists. if you just google it you will find it so i've been going around The country talking about the differences between the party's platforms, and it's very plain. You you can choose this platform if you want to, but understand what you're aligning yourself with. And so that's helpful to train women and understand and talking to everyday women, women who are not political, about what you align yourself with. You need to know what you're joining and what you're voting for. And so that's what's been important for me, and I believe that I can do that at the national level as well.
1: I have no doubt that you can. And, Linda, while you were talking, I was thinking about uh, how much involved you've been with education there in your home state. And uh, when I first met you, uh, you uh, were very much involved with the educational process there in Michigan. And and, and this is something that uh, is a great concern to me, and that is the thinking. And for all of you, full disclosure, Linda and I both are both. Black Americans, okay, you know I know we have to I, we identify ourselves in colors. I hate it, but for the sake of discussion, just so you'll know, because it's in, it's important that you understand the perspective that we're coming at you from. But Linda, the concern yeah. for 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 me in many cases is our young people, black and white, on college campuses, yeah. and you have been talking to them. Uh, does the Republican Party have what it takes? And, and I think what you hit the nail on the head. Women are the decision makers and many times that that hand and I know the hand that rocks the cradle does in fact ruin the world. It does. So how are we geared to take back the minds of young people who have been poisoned by this progressive, liberal, democratic mess that we are staring at? Talk to us.
2: Well, the, the I hate Donald Trump movement is a spiritual issue. So I don't take it as a political issue at this point, there is a spiritual hatred out there for our president that has not been seen in any political um, process or any political campaign ever before it. And that is because of uh, the ushering in, in my opinion, of godlessness. And so part of the platform training, the education for the young people is to understand where it leads to, the coming out of the plantation, and you are the one that definitely motivated me to talking to young people about having a perspective that is not geared into, steeped into tradition of what people expect you to, coming out of the sheeple and following what has traditionally been done in a community and being able to think independently, which is what the college campuses are supposed to be training our young people is to think critically and intellectually and based on information presented to them being able to synthesize that and make decisions on their own that is done spiritually as well being able to critically look and challenge what is being said then aligning it with what um, the what the Word of God says and what has been shown to be true and statistically looking at things that you um, attempt to do so but going into uh, talking to college Republicans, and which I have done across the state of Michigan, I use a foundation and challenge the, the ideas and concepts that have been put forth. And several people who are curious, Democrats, young people who are curious about me coming in as an, a black woman, yeah. coming to a campus and talking conservative values, they want to hear what I have to say. and They leave. Pretty much with the respect, maybe not totally convinced, but they leave with a skeptical view of what they what I've challenged their perspective on. When I, for example, when I talk about abortion, there's a lot of young women on campus, especially black women, who believe that abortion is fine. It, you shouldn't be judged by having an abortion. And when I put it in perspective of the statistical 6% of the population aborting 51%, making up 51% of the abortion, I asked them and challenged them, how can that not be genocide? Right. And when I talk about it in perspective of genocide and what real genocide is, that it was, Birth and steeped into eliminating population control for black people. They I put it in that perspective and allow them to research it on themselves that they are subscribing to something that is killing their own people. And so that is what I share with them. And then of course I follow it up with respect to the life and how the genocide was done for the birth of Moses, and how killing the firstborn was the it was part of the birth of Jesus when you want to kill what people what what people are afraid of the Messiah they wanted to kill then these boys the firstborn children and it has been consistent throughout that the enemy has always wanted to kill um, what what would cause them fear or uh what would be fearful of. Yeah. And so mixing in spiritual aspect of it, because I know that it's a, it's a spirit, but also using the own statistics available and the research available that these young people rely on to demonstrate the positions of the Republican platform and our party.
1: Yeah. And you know what, uh, Linda, let me, you know, you, you said so many things there that uh, we have so much. I mean, I got to bring you back on when we can uh, spend an entire hour together. Uh, I have about uh, five minutes left with you. And uh, it's amazing the scope in which we need to cover as far as our young people are concerned. But I, I have to I have to get this in before our time together today is over. Your book um, is Died in the Wool. It's available, folks, at Amazon, Bonds & Noble online. You know, let me ask you this then. Do you deal with some of these topics in your book, Died in the Wool? Talk to us about that again. You've told us about it your first uh, time on with us, but uh, there, there are some, I'm sure this tune that may not have heard you the last time.
2: Absolutely. Died in the Wool is a biblical guide for Republican women, and I put it in, in as a biblical guide for Republican women. You don't have to be a woman. You don't have to be a Republican to appreciate the word of God. But what I highlighted, these are 12 speeches that I gave. Two Republican women who had invited me into their clubs and organization, and my first chapter is about Republican women are great litigators. These are people who women who petitioned Moses and um, for their property rights, and so the Lord set aside property rights based on these women petitioning for their father's property. And what I want to get across is that God has not been absent in politics, nor has he been absent in the affairs of our government, nor has he been absent or mindless or um, missing in every aspect of our lives with respect to the law, judicial system, the legal system, and our pol- political systems. And so I present these stories that are true in the Word of God to show that women, and the Lord has looked upon him, our, uh, His daughters as being Important, and that's why he has included us in his word throughout the Bible. And so I highlight women who choose life—the nameless prostitute uh, that the Sam's, or that uh, Solomon was uh, presented with to cut the baby in half—and that the woman chose life, and that these women choose life, and why we should as well. That the Republican women we are, Joanna and Susanna, the women who have funded. Out of their own means, the ministry of Jesus Christ, the Lord saw fit to show that women donating, contributing to campaigns that are important to move that forward are important to list them in the Word of God. And we know that the campaign of Jesus Christ, His ministry that was moved forward, funded by women, Joanna and Susanna were mentioned specifically. And I talk about the lobbying issues uh, that the greatest lobbyist was mary mother of jesus i talk about how we build arcs and the education and our generous donors and women are are effective and their faith and praying women especially it's a great book to see ourselves contemporary women as contemporary women to see what the lord sees in us and we are everyday women doing extraordinary things, even within our own lives and our own families, that the Lord is not blind for of of that, that he sees us. He sees us and what we do that no one else may ever see. But it's remarkable. And I wanted to encourage women to read this book. It will encourage you. It will let you know that the Lord sees very gr- our granular details of our lives. and that he appreciates the work
1: that we're doing. Linda, I want you to stay with me uh, through this short break that's coming up here because the final question that I have for you is uh, based in what you have just said and that is God is not absent from politics and um, I run into a lot of resistance uh, many times uh, with pastors who don't understand that Jesus was um, An incredible political. He he took on the political structure of that day. The Sanhedrin Council was a political as well as a religious structure. And he took them on. And uh, they they had control over even the court systems and and so forth and yeah. and and so most pastors today, Linda, I run into, I will well maybe not most but I run into a bunch of them who um, feel as though the the main job is just to uh, preach uh, on Sunday morning, do their Bible studies, and visit their sick marry marry their their young people, but uh, just the same. I, I think that there's there has to be an awakening, and I want to talk to you about that uh, briefly on the other side. Of the break, folks, we are expecting a gubernatorial candidate uh, Ralph Abraham, great state of Louisiana, to uh, uh, join us here and uh, for a brief time, for just a short time, and uh, he's stepping out of a, a legislative session uh, to be on with us. And so uh, we'll we'll break to him and then um, uh, back to Linda Lee Tarver if that is necessary. But I, I need we need to talk to uh, Linda Lee Tarver, Doctor Tarver who is the author of a book that I am sure it will be a blessing to you to get dyed in the wool available on Amazon Barnes and Nobles and uh, of course online. Now um, all of you stay right where you are at the top of the hour, or the top of the next hour. And if you don't get both hours, CL Brian show download free the C.L. Bryant show app. Uh, Amber Geier's, the cop in Dallas, yeah. Hey, guilty. <laughs> the man was eating ice cream on his couch. We'll talk about that after Ooh. the top of the hour, okay? Found guilty of murder. I'm CL. We'll be back yeah. with Doctor Linda Lee Tarver after these brief words. Don't you go anywhere? <laughs>
3: Did high
1: C.L. back with you, coast to coast, border to border throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the Mm -hmm. world has ever known. Could your story be told anywhere else, folks? Uh, Mine couldn't. My story couldn't be told in the way it's being told uh, anywhere else in this country. I've met uh, men who have ambitions and uh, dreams and visions just like me in other countries. (laughs) <laughs> in in other countries, I've met Nigerians and, and South Americans and, and Israelis uh, in other countries that have the same aspirations, dreams that you do, but it can't happen where they are. And my story couldn't be told where they are either. And so... We need to understand something that it's time. And we're talking to Dr. Linda Lee Tarver, who is, in fact, infusing that ideal into not only Republican women, but to all of us uh, Americans. And she has written a book. It is called um, Uh, Diet in the Wool, available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Get that. Check it out. It's time to expand the discussion. And Linda, that's exactly what you're doing. I was saying to you uh, that I run into pushback many times uh, with uh, pastors, preachers, uh, uh, you know, ministers who do not. Uh, get it and, and they totally have this aversion in many cases to anything political. Why is that? And is, is that healthy for the community leader as a pastor to be immune to politics?
2: They've been told that there is a separation. They've been told that. And when the transition from Republican African-Americans um, being Republicans only transitioned to this desire to embrace the Democrat Party. When that transitioned, it has been used as a tool to separate the the church, the Church of the Living God, from the government, where it had never been separated before. The scriptures are very clear that the Lord decides who shall lead. He makes that decision and that he decides who is going to sit upon the throne. It is the church that needs to recognize that it is very steeped in The the Lord is very steeped into the government. It has his hand in it. There is no government that has not been established by the Lord. While we read this and understand it, it is more than just mere words. But we have been told and told again by the left that God is to be separate from the government. and. God is to be separate from the legal system, that God is supposed to be separate somehow from our legislative body, that he does not concern himself with the laws. But I am telling you, throughout the Word of God, the Lord has established the law. The, um, the laws that we have on our books today are from the Word of God, from right. the Old Testament, right. the Word of God. Our laws have, were lifted. From them, the laws of this country, and I will tell you, John the Baptist did not die because of his advocacy for the Messiah, for Jesus. He died because of his politics. Right. He claimed that the Herod marrying his brother's wife was wrong. He pointed that out and said that this is a sin. It's a it's a sin against God, and that it was wrong. That is why his head was cut off. That is why his head was
1: cut off. Oh, absolutely! Um, not There's no doubt about it. Out. You know, you know, Linda. The prevailing question at the trial of Christ was, "Are you a king?" It was all about the politics. Mm-hmm. It was all about that. Correct. And and this is let me Correct. Let me, let me uh, uh, ask you uh, this then: when we look at uh, what is to come next, and uh, we you mentioned the hand of God. And there is the unseen, in my estimation, hand of God moving uh, in Washington, D.C. Now, I'll tell you why. Everything that the Democrat Party has tried to do to derail. This president, I believe that God allowed to be president of the United States for his own, uh, you know, preeminent purposes. But I yeah. have you noticed that everything that the Democrats have tried to do to derail this candidacy, it has backfired on them. I see an unseen uh, hand of Judeo-Christian ethic actually yeah. doing what it was intended by the founders to yeah. do. You know what do you say?
2: Yeah. Chapter seven of my book and died in the wool is a chapter seven is about Hadessa or we call it Esther. And the people, the people were being, going to be killed based on Haman. And we've got Haman the agitator. Haman the agitator could be uh, Adam Schiff or whomever. The spirit of Haman that wants to agitate, to kill and destroy a people with no good reason. No good reason And the hand of God was on that. But we had the hand of God on uh, Esther and on Mordecai. Mordecai gave Esther three things. He said to her three things, and we quote only one of them. He said, God uh, is going to deliver his people with you or without you. He said to her, you are not exempt from what the destruction that your husband, the king, is going to bring on the people. You're not exempt from that. But he also said to her, but how do you know that you weren't placed here for such a time as this? I believe that you, me, President Trump, and the others who are out here telling the truth, preaching the gospel, were placed here for such a time as this. And that we know that we are not exempt from the destruction that the enemy is, wants to rain fire on, on God's people, on all the people of America. We are not exempt, but he will deliver, whether it's with, through us or through somebody else. God is going to deliver His people. Oh yeah! And those are the three things I really wanted to share in that in the book. Died Linda, in the world. I want you to hold for, for me.
1: We're on talking. with Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. Dr. Linda Lee Tarver, and uh, Linda, I want you to hold for me. I uh, have to break and bring in candidate for the, gov- the governor's seat in the great state of Louisiana, my state and uh, the state that I love, uh, where I uh, do and. In fact, uh, help as many of the local and uh, na- uh, statewide candidates as I possibly can. I was able to meet uh, this gentleman some time ago at the Republican gathering in New Orleans, Louisiana, and. Um, He struck me as someone who was well worth listening to and hearing. And I want you to welcome now to the show the representative from the 5th 5th, uh, District in Louisiana, Ralph Abraham, Dr. Ralph Abraham. Thank you so much for joining me on the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, friend?
0: Hey, thanks for having me, C. We're doing well, doing great. Well,
1: well when we think about uh, your candidacy and, of course, being a, a Louisianian and very much unhappy with the current state of affairs in Baton Rouge with this governor, I understand that you want Louisiana to be more business-friendly, and I want you to talk to uh, the many thousands listening to you across the nation and many in Louisiana uh, why and how uh, we can make – Or why should we make Louisiana more business friendly? And how do we go about doing that? Uh, Candidate Ralph Abraham.
0: Oh, absolutely. Look, we are the only state in the nation that has lost jobs in the last 12 months. We have the worst economy in America. We're 50th out of fifty, and just about everything you can imagine: healthcare, education, fiscal response, uh, responsibility, job opportunity, and the list just goes on and on. Uh, I mean, see, we are Louisiana. We've got a unique culture. We've got uh, more natural resources probably than Texas, but we're dead last. Uh, we're we're better than this in Louisiana. When we're gonna we're gonna go down a completely different. At, and we're going to get in the top tier instead of at the bottom of the batter, barrel.
1: We need um, people of your mindset because we are engaged in a uh, winner-take-all battle for the soul of this nation, and uh, there are those who have uh, joined with the president in in um, voice, but they didn't do it in indeed in deed and action. You've done it in deed. You've done it in actions. Uh, how's the president doing Talk to us about that. That's important to Louisianians.
0: Hey, look, we love our president. He's doing a phenomenal job. We see what the national economy is doing. We see that he's rebuilt our military. We see that we've gained or regained world respect. Where under the previous president, we had none of that. Uh, this guy's just you know knocking home runs every day. I- I've been supporting him since day one, and will continue to. I'm just proud to, you know, I've uh, been in the trenches with him as thought
1: side by side with him. Now, you, a final question I have for you, I uh, do encourage you all to take a good look Take a good look at Ralph Abraham, because, uh, Louisianians, we cannot continue doing what we have been doing. Ralph, uh, you have done a lot uh, in your uh, 65, nearly 65 years now. You're old enough uh, to know how things should go as far as core values in this country is concerned. Let's just say that now you've been governor, you served two terms, and uh, you're sitting on your porch, rocking, watching the sunset. Uh, Give us the idea of legacy for Ralph Abraham. This tells all of my audience a lot about the person when we can talk about what you would want us to say about you uh, when you decide to hang up the spurs. Talk to us about that uh, candidate, Ralph Abraham.
0: Look, my message is simple. I simply want our children to stay instead of leaving. We've lost over 60,000 Permanent Louisiana residents—they've gone to get jobs somewhere. So I want to—I want a Louisiana where our children will stay and grow and build and raise their families. I want a Louisiana where we don't have uh, half of our population on the Medicaid uh, because they can get that good job and get that private health insurance that they so dearly need and deserve. You know, I want a Louisiana where uh, we're safe. We are—we have one of the highest murder rates in the nation, and that's not acceptable in any form or fashion. As far as I'm concerned. And if you look at our infrastructure, it's it's a mess. Our roads are probably where most of our bridges have been deemed dangerous. And I just want, uh, you know, an infrastructure where you can actually get to your job and have those good businesses come in and, uh, again, let them build and stay and hire good people.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I thank you so much for being on with me here today. I know that uh, the time that we have is short. But before you go, tell everyone how to get a hold of you uh, if they want to, uh, by chance, uh, support your candidacy. How do they do that?
0: Abraham for Governor.com. Please look us up. We got an app, Abraham for Governor, on the App Store, or you can follow us there. So either one would be uh, much appreciated.
1: Abraham for Governor. Abraham for Governor. Uh, candidate. For Governor Ralph Abraham has been my guest in these last uh, few minutes. Listen, God bless you and God keep you. I will be in touch with you uh, sometime within the very near future. And uh, thank you so much again, uh, Congressman Abraham, for being on the C.L. Bryant show.
0: Uh, thanks for having me. Y'all have, y'all have a great day. Have a good one.
1: I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant show that was candidate for the gubernatorial chair in the great state of Louisiana, Ralph Abraham. And uh, folks, I don't mind telling you, I think he gets it. I really do. I think Ralph uh, gets it. And uh, Abraham for governor. Check it out. Okay, now back to my guest before uh, we had to uh, break in with him he's coming out of a session stepped out of a session for about 10 minutes to uh, talk to us but we were uh, kicking up a storm here with my uh, guest who's been on with me uh, from the beginning of the show today is Dr. Linda Lee Tarver yeah the author of Died in the Wool the author of that book and of course a shaker mover in the Republican Party there, not only the great state of Michigan, but also now nationally with the National Federation of Republican Women, uh, she has been named to the executive uh, board. Linda Lee Tarver. When we left, we were talking about uh, you know the the, and the unseen hand that is moving yeah. uh, in uh, uh, Congress there with uh, among the Democrats. They find Linda, they finally got what they want. They they finally got this impeachment yeah. thing, but they don't really want it. They really don't want it. Talk to us about this it, impeachment thing.
2: <laughs> it, it's, the, it's the spirit of Haman. I go back to my book, chapter seven, with Hadassah Esther, the time of Esther. You have the you have Haman. The Haman wanted all of the people of uh, the Jews to die, and, and it didn't matter. That it was well-founded. He, he wanted to agitate, and that is what is going on with Adam Schiff and Shady Schiff and you name it, Nancy Pelosi <laughs> and the, the pack. That is what's going on. It's a spirit, and it's a hateful spirit that will even deny the rule of law. They want to take hearsay and make it a conviction. They want to move past it. And I sent today, just today, an article that was a research done in 2015 about black men who had been lynched based on hearsay Mm. in the South. Mm. Nothing more than hearsay in the 1800s and early 1900s of being killed just based on hearsay.
1: Happened on my property. Happened on my property. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
2: Democrats want to persecute, convict, and put high crimes and misdemeanor without a trial, without a challenge, and with making up lies, making up their own lies, Adam Schiff did, and he called it parody, and this, quote, whistleblower who is being protected as a hearsay person, no direct knowledge. And so who will it affect? If they minimize and diminish this, the legal system in our country, especially people who look like me and you, first—that's that, yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah, to go back to hearsay. We yeah. cannot no longer do that, and and that is a spirit of Haman, who wants to see the destruction of people to bring themselves up to get the results that they want. It doesn't matter who they are. They want to. Kill, steal and destroy. And that spirit, we already know who that father of that spirit
1: is. Absolutely. And folks, evil exists. And uh, my guest uh, today has pointed that out to us uh, in uh, very incredible and clear ways. Um, Linda, I want to thank you for being on with me. Tell folks how to get a hold of you. Got about a minute left. Talk to us.
2: Absolutely. Well, you can reach me definitely at um rwfm.org www.rwfm.org that is where the Republican Women's Federation of Michigan you can also send me a email at lindaleetarver at gmail.com or you can certainly reach me at 470-377-0733 and that will uh, get you in touch with me you can reach my book at amazon.com barnesandnoble.com or liberty hill press Died in the Wool, a biblical guide for Republican women. It's called Died in the Wool. And the forward was done by my friend, evangelist. Alvita King, which is the niece of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Absolutely, so looking forward to having you enjoy the book and give me your feedback.
1: Listen, God bless you and keep you, Linda Lee Tarver, and I know that you'll continue to thank fight you. the good fight because you are fighting the good fight. Hey, thank you so much for being on with. Me. We're going to have you back real soon. Talk to you. Talk to you then. Thank you. Bye now. I'm C.L. You, this son. is the C.L. Bryant Show, and that was my special guest. Linda Lee Tarver. I'll be right back. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth leaving So you cleaned me up inside stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heavenly hand.
0: And for the flag I stand.
1: T.L. back with you on this great day in the U.S.A. Wow, we've had a jam-packed uh, <clears throat> last uh, first segment, first hour, rather, first hour of the show. Um, Linda Lee Tarver was on with me, and then briefly, uh, Ralph Abraham was was there on with me. And I certainly was glad to have him on as well. He's candidate for governor in the great state of Louisiana. And um, I think that when we look at um, <clears throat> what Linda said, that god is not absent from politics i i think that is an that's a mouthful because he's not god is not absent from politics and folks there are certain things that's already been put in motion that all of us are standing and will be accountable to yeah certain things pay certain wages you know it just Wages. God gives gifts, uh, things outside of that. It, pay, it has things that it pays wages. And you are seeing the wages of the Democrat Party as indiscretions being paid. That's what you're witnessing. I, I really believe that you're, you're really witnessing the indiscretions of the Democrat Party being uh, paid to them what they are. Uh, I have said this the last few days and, and if you continue to pay close attention to what's going on you will understand that they are reaping what they have sown uh-huh. oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah they are reaping the Democrats are reaping what they have sown the only um, mechanism Uh, that is keeping this from being totally exposed is the news media. They are protecting the rest of the people in this country to see what conservatives already see. Is that Democrats have lost their minds. They don't really... Uh, want to lose their mind but they can't help it because it does boil down to who has the power doesn't it when it comes down to uh party politics and right now it seems as though and who has the the spotlight sometimes the spotlight Uh, Trump's or no, let's not use that word. Sometimes overshadows the power as it did with the Democrats. When they elected Ocasio-Cortez, Presley, Tlaib and Omar, they seized the spotlight. And once they've seized the spotlight, Those who were in power. Remember, uh, we were talking about uh, how Pelosi was being as defiant as she needed to be with Ocasio-Cortez because she had the power. Pelosi did when Ocasio-Cortez when she came on the scene, uh, Pelosi had the power. But wasn't long before Ocasio becomes a Ocasio Cortez becomes a uh, a figure of absolute explosion. Yeah, blew up everywhere, and the spotlight that she had she was willing to share with other socialists like Omar and Talib and Presley. They became the socialist squad. That's who they are. And they launched an assault full frontal. Full frontal assault On the leaders of the Republican Party, both in the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi and the Senate, uh, uh, leaders of, of both parties, rather, in the in the houses. They launched one against Mitch McConnell as well. They took on both Pelosi and McConnell. Yeah. And. Pelosi and McConnell, well, Pelosi in particular, McConnell could care less about uh, Ocasio-Cortez, except for the fact that, you know, she uh, can't get gain a foothold quick enough for us. Okay? Please let her gain a foothold in the Democrat Party. It will be over. But Pelosi didn't. was not, she thought she was. But she was not strong enough to put down this small rebellion, because the small rebellion that uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez began to lead with Talib, Omar, and Presley, it began to get traction among prospective voters, some who may not yet be. Um, registered to vote. You do understand that the uh, big hoopla among the young may be all for nothing because many of them talk a good game, but they don't walk into the voting booths. And so that is why Nancy Pelosi, uh, it could be said, may have felt as though she, uh, Cortez was no threat to the power. But the fact of the matter is the spotlight uh, began to dictate the power. And Pelosi decided that for self-preservation Uh, reasons alone she needed to uh, join them because she wasn't going to beat them old saying can't beat them join them oh that's a person of very low integrity and principle yes they are it's better to walk alone than to follow a crowd Heading in the wrong direction. And folks, I have lived by that. I have lived by that. It's better to walk alone. Than to follow a crowd. Heading in the wrong direction. And, and and Pelosi uh could have actually won i do believe the the day if she had the courage to take on the left the the nutty because see the one thing she did not want, and I do applaud Pelosi for this she did not want the all out civil war. In the Democrat Party, because then even the progressive liberal media would have to pay attention to uh, someone who would begin being attacked. By her own party. If she did not yield to these impeachment cries. You would have seen the far left call for her replacement Pelosi would have been in the crosshairs and because she feels as though she wants to die in the saddle she was not willing to take a political bullet to stand on what she knows is the right principle to stand on Pelosi's not going to, she's not going to do it. She's not doing it. So she couldn't beat him. So she decided to join him, which I am saying to you is a sign of incredibly low integrity and character. Yeah. But that's what she's done. And I am saying that they are reaping. The Democrats are reaping what they have sown. Yeah, you sow the wind, now you reap the whirlwind. That's what you're doing, and I—all of you have seen this. All of you have seen them doing everything they possibly can to bring down this president. They have done everything they possibly can. And nothing, are you hearing me? Nothing has worked. Because you can crush truth to the ground. Dr. Martin Luther King said this, you can crush truth to the ground but it will rise again the Democrats have made it their business to try crushing truth to the ground are you here? they have tried to crush truth to the ground the strange thing about the truth though it always rises again They have spent their times. The Democrats have spent their time lying. Knowingly, by design, lying. They have planted those types of seeds. And now there is a harvest that's coming up. It has come up. And I am saying to you that all you may expect for the Democrats to receive for the labor they have rendered in this vineyard of deceit, lies, and tyranny, they are now reaping that harvest. Their ship Is on the open political sea and it has no real rudder. It has no, the rudder is busted. I was thinking Pelosi would be that rudder, but it is busted. She is not. She has joined them. Can't beat them, join them. And live to fight another day, huh, Nancy? Nancy, I hope you know that not even I would. You should have gone out on your sword, on your shield. But you you somehow think that they're going to keep you around. No, you're 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 out. Joe Biden's out. Elizabeth Warren may even be out. The only one that they're going to keep is Bernie Sanders because he's the godfather The rest of you are gone. I don't care what you do. Officer, former officer in Dallas County, convicted of murder today. We're going to talk about that when I return. I'm C.L. Cut through the smoke and mirrors and see current events through the lens of common
0: sense. Think about how bad things must be at the federal level.
2: For your state politicians to say, we're going to hold a constitutional convention and rewrite the Constitution. In the end, there's only two things we need to do.
0: One, take the time to get right with God and just remember to be kind.
3: The Joe Kerry Show, weekday afternoons at 12.